0: Biggest news in country. This is the Country 104 Roundup
1: with Matt Weaver. We've got a conversation with Brothers Osborne, who just announced the show at Luna Music Hall. We've got a conversation with Chase Rice and a new song in case you haven't heard it yet. We've also got a bit of a conversation with the Rivertown Saints as we discuss the DeMar DeRozan trade in the NBA this past week. We got a little bit of something for everybody. On top of all that, we'll uh, get to this week's Concerts and Events Guide. We will uh, learn what I did on my summer vacation, and we'll get to this week's bloopers. So hopefully you can stick around. Feel free to reach out to me anytime you like, Weaver Fever 7 on Instagram or C104Weaver on Twitter. Congrats again to Dean Brody on his multiple CCMA nominations. The Canadian Country Music Association Awards are coming to Hamilton November 9th, and we're really looking forward to them. This week, we got new performers announced. More on that coming up a little later in the show. Let's talk about fall fairs. I know. I know. I don't want to be the guy that wishes away the summer. People will be out front of my house with pitchforks and torches and all that kind of stuff if I wish the warm weather away. But having said that, just humor me for a second. Fall fairs are having their concert lineups announced, and we're getting pretty excited about it. Let's talk about the Norfolk County Fair, for instance. Just this past uh, week or so, they announced that the Hunter Brothers are going to be performing. And then we move to the Paris Fair. Well, the Paris Fair has Kanan Smith and our next artist, Andrew Hyatt, on the bill this year. You want to know when and where? Well... I'll save you the time here on your busy weekend. Just go to country104.com for the details. The Country 104 Weekly Roundup. Now, I'm pretty jealous that Kendra got to go to Toronto to meet Brothers Osborne the week I was on vacation. Ah, Sucks to be me. But we did get some great news out of the band. They will be performing at London Music Hall November the 3rd. And tickets are currently on sale for that show. So feel free to check country104.com for the ticket links to buy. Uh, Brothers Osborne had a great conversation with Kendra. And it's up now. Kendra
2: here from Country 104, checking in with none other than Brothers Osborne. Welcome back to Canada.
3: Oh, Thank you. Ah, good to be here. It's good to be back.
2: Now, it's already been a couple months since Port St. Joe has been out. How does it feel since releasing Pawn Shop? I mean, more pressure, less pressure?
4: Um, you know, I think it's... I haven't really felt pressure. You know, it's, I think the, the biggest thing is, is after having one uh some C- cma awards and acm awards uh i think we felt more anything than like a uh, felt more like a pat on the back than pressure you know we uh, in our category as far as radio success uh have some of the lead success in the category there's a lot of really successful duos and country music these days and uh and we kind of thought man what is it why were we chosen to to win these categories and we kind of felt like it was for the the music that we were creating. So I feel like it gave us more confidence uh, in what we were doing, and you can certainly hear that in our New record, Port St. Joe.
2: You do have a lot of different kind of songs, like you got the grit and you grime, and then you got kind of like the the slower songs, and then the fun ones like Drink Like Hank and <laughs> Weed Whiskey and Willie. Now, any favorite track on the album?
3: It, it changes a lot, but which I think is a good sign because a lot of my f- favorite records, I couldn't really tell you my favorite song. It kind of varies from day to day, and we love playing them all. Um, but it's a really hard one. I mean, I don't know. You know, Honestly, we're, I think we're getting to a point now where it's like, all right, well, we've heard this record enough. I'm, I'm ready to do a third record. But I'd say performance-wise, I think two of my favorites to play um, are Shoot Me Straight, just because it's such a fun jam with the band and all that. And then Weed, Whiskey, and Willie, because it's just fun to play like a legit old country song.
2: Now, when you were recording Shoot Me Straight, how many takes did that take? Because you recorded in a beach house, right?
4: We did, yeah. That was It was the first song that we played when we got there, and we just came off the road, and we were excited to be in the studio, and, uh, and we recorded that song, and uh, we went back and listened to it, and it was, like, way too fast. I mean, we were just, like, all geared up and amped up, uh, and then we came back and we recorded it a second time, and we knew it was close, and then on the third time we recorded the song there in the two weeks that we were there in Port St. Joe, uh, we had some people over uh, for dinner, and uh, our producer Jay had the idea of bringing them in and actually just performing them the song, like we would be at a club somewhere, and that's the version that uh, that we kept the- and is our single now.
2: Now, did you have a name picked out for the album before you had gone to Port Saint Joe and then completely changed it, or did it just kind of happen?
3: No, it just kind of happened. Um, we tried to find like, maybe a title off from the record or maybe a lyric from the record. And we kept having conversations about it. we could It's really hard to, to pick a, a an album name. It's surprisingly harder than you would think. And um, we just kept saying Port St. Joe. We put that as a placeholder for uh, title, and it just stuck. Like It looks cool. It sounds cool. It has a story. And we were just kind of thought after. We couldn't find anything else that was better than that. And we're like, let's just call it Port St. Joe. It's what we've been calling it. And um, it just seemed to work out.
4: Yeah, we wanted it to be titled something because it was recorded in a different fashion. We wanted something that kind of gave people, uh, just on the first uh, ear shot of what it was about, uh, just kind of a taste of what was different about it. And So we just we thought, yeah, it was really fitting to call it, uh, name it after the town in which we recorded the music there. Because it, it was a big part of how that record turned out was being down there in that beach house. Uh, and it really, uh, it would, if we recorded it anywhere else, I think it, it would, it would have turned out differently.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, were you down there for the call from Dirks Bentley when he was like, let's join the mountain high tour? Well, how did that go about? What happened?
3: I, I do know it, it was a while ago. We've been trying to go out with Dirks for a long time. He's one of our favorite people, one a really good friend of ours, his band. We've known them for a long time. In fact, his bass player, Cassidy, we were roommates with him like 15 years ago. We, we all go way, way back. And um, we finally, like, we we got it figured out, and it was right before the ACMs um, out in Vegas, and um, we were just, like, trying to work out, you know, the guarantee for the show, and then uh, we won two ACM awards, and the first thing Dirk says was, like, yeah, that's going to cost me a lot more money. (laughs) (laughs) And it did. And it did.
2: (laughs) Now, what was it like when he asked you to be a part of Burning Man?
4: That was Uh, cool. Yeah, that was cool. You know, I think it's... um, when he asked that he he actually prefaced it before he sent it over of just saying hey I know we're going on tour it's not going to be awkward if you don't want to do this uh, and send it our way and as soon as we heard it and it's kind of it's interesting collaborating with another artist because I mean ultimately uh, we'd love to collaborate with everyone but trying to find that one song that is perfect uh, that, that we're, both of our worlds collide and it's something we would also do uh, and that was that song when I heard it, I you know, I think John and I both thought this is something that we would have recorded ourselves. Yeah. So it just it felt like it was pretty effortless just to, to, to be able to find a way for us to kinda get in there to where it didn't sound like we were forcing it or sound gratuitous and uh, and I'm I'm proud of it. I liked how it turned out. The country one oh four concert series continues.
1: Friday night is Freedom Fridays at Cowboys Ranch in downtown London. Just announced last week, $2.50 domestic bottles all night every Friday. That's on top of Ladies Night and the Mechanical Bull and the free uh, line dancing lessons, too cowboys always a great time on fridays hope to see you this weekend blue water border fest is happening this week as well friday is the masonville farmers market it's also the kickoff of the home county festival in downtown london's victoria park saturday car wash for a cause that's for the children's health foundation our country 104 summer cruiser laura will be on site it's also art in victoria park day that's in woodstock from 2 to 9 p.m artisans wine craft beer food trucks Local performances Should be a great time Sunday RBC Run with Pride Punk Rock Flea Market Takes place Punk for Pride At Call the Office As part of Pride Week Celebrations In the City of London It's also Pride Bout Roller Derby Day And it's a retro Roller Disco Reunion At North London Optimist Community Centre As well Find us and more At Country104.com The Canadian Country Music Association Awards are in Hamilton September 9th. I'm going to be talking about them a lot leading up to the big day, and rightfully so, because it's getting pretty exciting. Later in the show, we'll talk about the performers that were announced just this past week. Right now, though, let's talk about the nominations. Artists get really excited when they get nominated. Even if they've been nominated for multiple awards over multiple years, it's still an exciting thing. Uh, Check this one out. Here's a clip that Lindsay L posted online of her finding out her CCMA noms with her mom. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. The, the best mm-hmm. So the nominees for group I'm so of the year. Here we go. My mm-hmm. Valley. Yeah. James Parker Band. Oh my gosh. Red so Loss, many good bands. Virginia. Mm-hmm. I like that. Now, now the nominees for female artist of. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and
4: <Andrea. laughs> so. On-
1: How cute is that? Lindsay and her mom celebrating her CCMA nomination? The
0: Country 104 Weekly Roundup.
1: We already knew that Dallas Smith and Terry Clark would perform, respectively, at the Canadian Country Music Association Awards this September in Hamilton. And speculation is rampant, especially on this show, that they're going to perform our next song together in just a couple seconds. Uh, Let's talk about Dallas and Terry, though, for a quick moment here. I know we're about to hear One Drink Away, but they do have some new music out. Or, at least coming. For Dallas, he put out his new song Friday. It's called Make em Like You. And for Terry, well, she recently tweeted about the fact she's working on new music and we could expect it in time for the fall. That's right around when she's getting inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. So timeline sounds about right. Strike while the iron is hot, don't you know? Not sure if you're into the sports or the basketball at all, but this past week, the NBA saw a major trade as the Toronto Raptors traded lifer DeMar DeRozan for disgruntled superstar Kawhi Leonard. It was it was seismic in terms of basketball decisions. And whether you fall or not, I'm sure you can understand that at least. Uh, Dan and Chris of the Rivertown Saints, big basketball fans, they had differing opinions on the whole trade itself. And I got up on the show to talk about it this past week. Here's part of that conversation. Okay, so I want to hear this from, from your points of view. Uh, Dan, you, you weren't sold on the trade. So let's think of the Raptors roster and how it right. moves forward if this doesn't work out and then Chris will talk to you about maybe if it does work out what this means for the team but Dan what does the Raptors roster look like if this doesn't work out does it, is there a trade with Kawhi necessary oh, or do we just do we tear we the whole to. thing is this just the beginning of a giant re, like tear down and rebuild is this what this is well see and, and this is the thing
5: I, I hear a lot of people talk about rebuild I don't think I mean the Raptors need to make some tweaks but I don't think they need to rebuild I mean who in, in, in what universe does a team talk about a rebuild after having their best season ever? Right. So I think it's a little ridiculous that people are talking about rebuilds. But if the if the Leonard thing doesn't work out, then they've got a big gap at shooting guard. Right. I mean, the, like that. That's that's just that's just the reality of it. If, if if Leonard doesn't report, and they've got a they've got a trade. I mean, really, who's available? And 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 if there's some sort of you know legal mumbo jumbo and they can't get rid of him, season starts. Um, then um, you know, I mean, then 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 who they got on shooting guard? was they got? Uh, is that uh, you know Powell or Wright? I mean, good bench players, but they they can't fill in the shoes of DeRozan or Leonard.
1: I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about the possibility of Kawhi being flipped again?
5: Like I mean, couldn't
1: we fill these holes that you're seeing with that? Let me oh, let me throw at this roster for a second. Like, well, all yeah. we've lost is is Portal from the Bench Mob. I love Portal. I love his feet. I love his hands. Uh, but let's be honest. Uh, it, it's still Portal. He's like the fifth yeah. best member of the Bench Mob. You know what I mean? Like, right?
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and I think I think uh, I think we got a better player in Green. I mean, I know we lost like you know a, a giant, but uh, I mean, I, I don't think anyone would argue that 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 Green has a you know better offensive output than Portal.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair, and and I mean, with the salary coming off the books next year, Green is only a one year contract. It gives them more mobility to move. There's more yep. sign and trades with that, or there's more uh, uh, flipping that for picks down the line. I mean, the Raptors have options, right? It's I like they're in the driver's seat now. Their job is to convince Kawhi or to make the moves that are best for the franchise. And I'm still in Masai's court. Like I think the guy has proved me wrong multiple times that he's a lot right. smarter than I am. Like so, right. I mean, gotta let him do his thing, I guess. Yeah. Now, Chris,
3: how's it going to yes, look if sir. it works?
1: How's it going to look if it works? Well, it's going to—it's going to be a genius move on Messiah. I is this—is this, is this uh, a sixty-five win team if it works?
0: You know what? I to be honest with you, I don't even care if they break records in the regular season because at the end of the day, it's all about the playoffs. Um, two years ago, Golden State had the best record in the history of the NBA, and they lost to the King. Uh, Cavaliers put, took them down. Uh, I, I think the regular season personally means nothing. But you've got to put yourself in Masai's place. Like this is When you're dealing with millions and millions and millions of dollars and your future and your reputation, you've you got to make smart moves. We could talk about this all day and say, hey, this was a good deal or a bad deal. But when the pressure is actually on the line, it, it's a different story. And to be honest, I think the regular season means nothing. And I think, uh, I think the GM, uh, he's making big moves. And I'm, I'm happy with what he's doing personally. I think it's going to work out. And if it does, it's just going to bring better players to Toronto. Like if Leonard is happy in Toronto, the thing is people don't understand how beautiful Canada is and how beautiful the city of Toronto is. Um, you know, once you get there, like look at DeRozan. He loved Toronto. He doesn't want to leave. Look at uh, Lowry. He doesn't, these guys don't want to leave when they get traded to Toronto because Toronto but is a brave sports do. town. Like, um, just people don't know. People don't know that Canada's a a great place to play basketball. And, you know, when Leonard lights it up, if he plays this year, hopefully he does cross fingers. uh, I think that's going to just bring more people to Toronto.
1: Don't forget, as I heard on the Ringer podcast yesterday, too, uh, there's the Drake effect Right. Is Kawhi a Drake fan? Is he going to be showing him around town or what? You, you know what? Okay, I'll, I'll tell you about Drake here. This is my... Uh, oh, here's our is, third team drop. Here we go. I met Drake oh. at a party.
5: <laughs> this is my
0: headache, headache about Drake. I feel when Drake is in the stands, sitting right beside the coach, egging on the opponent, it just fuels the opposition even more. Like Absolutely. Drake, Drake, honestly, just be quiet. You rap, do your thing, you're doing great rapping, but you have no clue about basketball, just like us.
1: Like, couldn't you we know? get this guy a box somewhere? Like, why is he got to be on the court? Right. You know what I mean? That's right. right. Like, right. Drake,
0: if you're listening to this, if you're listening to the Rivertown Saints on Country 104, because <laughs> <laughs> I know you're a big Rivertown Saints fan, never go to a basketball game again, okay? So go to the Leafs. <laughs> go to the Maple Leafs, Fair Canada Centre, uh, I think they're switching the name. I don't even think it's Air Canada Center anymore. No, but, it's the yeah, Scotiabank
1: Bank right Center or something. Scotiabank, something or other, yeah.
0: Something weird like that. But, Drake, if you're listening, go to Leafs games. Hey, that would work for Leafs. That would work for the
1: Leafs because then somebody would actually be in the lower bowl at the start of the game.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but, Drake, stay out of the Raptors'
1: court. Dan and Chris, Rivertown Saints, they love their basketball. So does Weaver. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, guys. The Country 104 Weekly Roundup. All right, in case you missed it, there is a Keith Urban ticket contest at country104.com. I know I talk about the website a lot, but eventually you're going to realize that it's important and you should go there often, whether it's for artist interviews or stuff to win, like this something in my car contest. Yeah, it's really as simple as something being in your car. Take a picture of something weird, wackier, or unique to you and send it in. Boom, you're done. And you might win Keith Urban tickets for the Lindsay L. Keith show on the Graffiti U World Tour at London's Budweiser Gardens, September 15th. Enough about concerts, enough about music. Let's get to the silliness. Producer Eric, let's hear this week's bloopers, please. I'm out of it today. Ay, ay, ay. All right, back at her. Get it to the detailer. Anyway, I think I went off on too much of a rant there. What was I talking about? Oh, Keith Urban. Philosophical thoughts with Matt Weaver. Bum, bum, bum. The only thing deep about me is deep and delicious cake. Ah, That's a great line. I never said that in my life, but I'm going to steal that. As always, yikes. All right, let's get to the number one song, the biggest in the country. That's up next on the Country Top 30 Countdown.
0: The Country 104 Weekly Roundup.
5: Find all things country at country104.com.